until we, and certainly as Christians, if you are a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, until you recognize the reality of this unseen world, then then you are, are really helpless to solve some of the problems that uh, that you're facing because a believer is certainly the target of the enemy, a target of Satan. And there are dark and sinister forces that are real. And we don't have to be afraid if we're Christians, but we do have to be aware and alert, as the Bible says, be aware, be alert, that Satan, like a prowling, roaring lion, is seeking whom he may devour. This is Words to Live By, a podcast that serves the purpose to help you supercharge your relationships with God, others, and yourself. I'm Michael Gibson, and this week on the show, we're talking about a subject that many times goes unnoticed in our lives, and that's the subject of spiritual warfare. And today, Dad and I welcome best-selling author and pastor, Dr. Jack Graham, to give us a battle plan on fighting the unseen. This is an important episode that you can't afford to miss. And welcome into another edition of Words to Live By. It's your host, Michael Gibson, coming to you alongside my normal and faithful, trusty sidekick. I know you hate that word. I know we say that every week, but I, I'm trying to say it more and more so you'll get used to it the more I, you hear I it. I think it's wearing off because it is such a privilege to be my son's sidekick. Oh, well, hey. Yes. And see, you're starting to say it more. I got I you know. going where now sidekicks hey, becoming more normal for you. And I so. look so forward to this because I get to be with you on this one. And for the past few ones, we had to do it separate because you live in Springfield. I'm here in That's right, in the Texas. power of technology. Yes, and now I get to be across the desk, and you always have all these fancy things, headphones, everything I get to wear. So I feel like a professional oh, good. when I'm with you. Well, as long as we can make you feel it, then hopefully we can get you to uh, translate some results here. So, <laughs> But especially for today, because I'm so excited for this show, and, and you and I have talked about this for a lot. Yeah. I mean, really from the very beginning, we brainstormed kind of a content map. Where should we go? What topics we should have? And at the top of this list has always been this topic. That's right. And from my experience working with couples, working with individuals as a pastor, it just seemed that this is a tool that sometimes we just don't really have in our toolbox to know or the, even the knowledge of this spiritual realm that is really real in the real world that we have to face. And some of us don't really want to talk about it because it's so scary. Mm -hmm. And then some of us don't really want to talk about it because maybe they don't even believe in it. That's right. That's right. You know, it, what's funny is, is that uh, we get a lot of emails about this with this show and a lot of people just asking and uh, people, one of the words I hear all the time is, Michael, I feel such a heaviness and I don't really know why. And so I think that this, this topic that we're going to be uh, discussing today is uh, something that is uh, really needed. And I think that, uh, I think that you're going to really take something out of that. And boy, do we have a treat today. We do. With who we have talking about this subject. Uh, he is uh, one of the most prolific pastors and communicators of our time. He's the uh, senior pastor of a church just down the road in Plano, Texas called Prestonwood Baptist Church. Uh, has over 30,000 members and um, he's the author of uh, numerous books. And um, also, uh, I know that we've uh, uh, known him for many years and uh, Grandpa got to uh, uh, speak, speak at his at church several times. And, yes. Uh, and so we are uh, honored and privileged to welcome Dr. Jack Graham to the show. Welcome, Dr. Graham. Well, thank you very much. Really glad to join you. It's, uh, it's a great topic and uh, you're doing great work and really glad to uh, to speak with you today and your listeners and 
uh, really talk about the impact of, of the unseen world in our lives. That's right. And, and um, you know, Dr. Graham, that was kind of something growing up. And, and uh, I grew up in a Christian family and, and I grew up in church. And, um, you know, I, I really kind of noticed the this spiritual warfare in my life. I didn't even know what to call it really when I first got to college. When I was a freshman in college, away from home was kind of my first experiences. And, and honestly, um, I was I remember saying to my dad, you know, dad, I just feel this heaviness inside. And and, um, you know, I was kind of um, waking up kind of in the middle of the night, stressed out, having miniature panic attacks and, you know, having some nightmares and, and, uh, you know, and, and so really we uh, just after some prayer and, and talking, we kind of identify what this is, but really I think that a lot of people around the world are go through spiritual warfare every single day and have this heaviness and don't really know why. Well, you're exactly right. And, uh, the thing is, uh, we are physical beings. We have a, a physical life and, and everything that that entails relating to the world around us. And uh, then we have a psychological, emotional life uh, that includes emotion, will, intellect. And then we have a spiritual life, and we are made uh, for something beyond here, of course. As Christians, we know what that something is. It's a relationship with God. It is our future uh, home and our current hope uh, that we have with Him. And many times we just ascribe uh, you know, our problems to a physical issue or maybe even an emotional, psychological issue. And at times, that's it. This time that, you know, there are times we need counseling for, you know, the struggles we have, whether it's anger or depression or fear or anxiety or any of the emotional problems that we face, and we should deal with those appropriately. And at the same time, uh, there are spiritual forces at work in our lives. And I think in a world of psychology, a worldview that really eliminates God, there's almost the, the, the idea that, that the spiritual world is, the supernatural world is, is uh, uh, somehow not even real, that it is uh, fantasy and uh, it's medieval thinking uh, and blaming things on the devil, uh, blaming things on demons. And, and so we, we often, I think, in the current uh, way we think in, in, in the way the world thinks is to dismiss the supernatural world as being uh, unreal. But what I believe and what I know the Bible teaches is that there is a supernatural realm that, that is more real than what we see, that there is an unseen world all around us that includes both God and Satan, and it includes both angels and demon powers and forces on earth, and that until we, and certainly as Christians, if you are a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, until you recognize the reality of this unseen world, then then you are, are really helpless to solve some of the problems that, uh, that you're facing, whether it's a marriage problem, whether it's an alcohol problem, a drug addiction, uh, whether it is an emotional distress, because a believer is certainly the target of the enemy a target of Satan, and there are dark and sinister forces that are real, and we don't have to be afraid if we're Christians, but we do have to be aware and alert, as the Bible says, be aware, be alert, that Satan, like a prowling, roaring lion, is seeking whom he may devour. So what I try to do as a pastor, whether it's from the pulpit or whether it is 
in personal conversations with people who are facing problems in their lives is to make people aware of the potential, the possibility that you're actually dealing with a supernatural, a spiritual problem in your life. Because until you confront a problem, you can't change anything. You talked about being aware. You talked about being alert and how um, I know a lot of times when uh, be talking about spiritual warfare, what you just said and how you said it was so good. And I can just see people's faces right now going, really? This is, this is really real. This is much more than Harry Potter. This is much more than what they, as you said, just a fantasy. This is real. And then how he attacks followers of Jesus. And a lot of people go, why? Why? Why is that? And then also you talked about being aware. How can we be understanding of why does he want to attack me? I'm a follower. Why me? I'm just a little person here on this earth trying to make a living, support my family. Yet why does he want to attack me as a follower of Jesus? Because uh, Satan uh, opposes the work of Christ in a believer's life, and he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and that certainly means the world without Christ and people who don't know Jesus, ultimately, uh, they are, you know, facing death and destruction at the hand of of Satan himself, but it doesn't, if you become a believer, it doesn't exempt you. In fact, it includes you uh, as as a, a target of the enemy. There's an old saying, the devil loves a shining mark. And if you're doing something great for God, in particular, if you're, you're serving God, then you're going to be uh, in the target zone and therefore need to always be alert and aware that you need to watch your back. At the, you know, there's an old saying if you, in, in the boxing world, the, 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 the punch that you don't see coming is the worst punch. You know, if you're, if you're <laughs> fighting... Uh, you know, the, the punch you see coming, uh, you can fend off. It's the punch you don't see coming, that roundhouse out of left field that typically will knock you out. And so as, as believers, it, it's what we don't see that can kill us, can destroy us, not kill us in terms of our eternal security, but uh, defeat us is, is, is a better word. The, what we don't see coming is what defeats us, and we're often unaware, unalert, and to be forewarned is to be uh, prepared. To be forewarned is to be forearmed. And we're told in Scripture, in particular Ephesians chapter 6, which is a, a key discussion of this whole, whole spiritual warfare and realm, that we're to put on the armor of God. And, and the armor of God represents each piece, represents our protection, uh, whether it is our mind, our heart, uh, our, our, our very being, the core, our, it, it, the, the protection is available to us. But, you know, if we don't, if we, if we are not alert to the spiritual war, if we don't even recognize that it's real, then, uh, you know, we, that's, that's called a victim. <laughs> you just become a victim and you don't live in the victory that Christ has promised. So, uh, you know, the, I, I wrote a book called Unseen and, and the subtitle is winning the battle for eternity. And, and I like that because, you know, God has promised us victory. And there's an old maxim that says, you know, we don't fight for victory, we fight from victory. We have been given victory in Jesus. His cross, his resurrection uh, has empowered us and enabled us to win. But many of us, unfortunately, are not uh, conscious 
of the of the spiritual attack that we may be facing. Just like you were talking about in your own life, maybe you thought, you know, why am I why am I feeling anxious? Why do I feel this foreboding in my life? Why this darkness in my life? And now you realize that that it may indeed have been a spiritual attack, and the foreboding, the darkness, uh, is combated by spiritual weapons and spiritual warfare. Yeah, and and you know, being aware is I love that because that's so important. You know, for me, I, I've noticed that with, with spiritual warfare, which I know you address this in your book, is um, is it seems to me that um, that's that Satan loves to set up camp in our minds, and um, it's it's uh, you know, I know he loves to play mind games with us, and and I think that's kind of you know the uh, the precipice of kind of where a lot of this begins is um, is is in the mind, and um, you know, I uh, I'm a big dreamer. I that's not a, a secret, and um, you know, my my grandpa was a, a Gary Smalley was a huge dreamer and um, always had a new, he always told me that he woke up every morning with a, with a new idea that was going to change the world and um, and so for me with uh, with my warfare is that it, it seems that whenever I'm, I'm about to have a breakthrough with something big in my life it's almost like Satan tries to break me before I'm even able to get there and, and you know it just uh, starts you know kind of spewing lies and uh, and so how does the mind play into this in, in warfare and, and uh, how can we even begin to protect ourselves with with the way we think? Well, that is the key question, isn't it? I mean, because, you know, the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So whether you're talking about the heart, the spiritual heart, the spiritual life of a person, the core of a person's being uh, is it's in the mind, you know, the mind and the heart, and the mind and the body all connected. And uh, so the battlefield, the battleground is the mind. And as the mind goes, so goes the man, the woman, and the way we think is critical to the way we live. You can't change your life until you change your mind. I mean, the very word repentance in the Bible means to change your mind. And so to turn from sin to Christ is repentance. That's a life change. And then as believers, we are to live lives of constant uh, repentance and obedience and repentance and obedience to God. Um, and what, what I do and what I advise people to do, uh, and, and I, I can't state this uh, strong enough, is to saturate your mind, your heart, your very being with the word of God. And when Jesus uh, faced Satan in the wilderness, he gave us our battle plan uh, under temptation, under attack of Satan for 40 days. He overcame and gave us, and he didn't do it as the son of God. He did it as the son of man. He didn't pull rank on us, you know, use his, his superpowers as God to destroy Satan. As a man, he went out there and went one-on-one -on -one with Satan and showed us the tools, the spiritual tours, tools and weapons by which we overcome Satan. And the primary thing that is there is, is the word of God. And so I teach my children, I teach my grandchildren, I teach our church, get the word of God in your mind. It's the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, and more the Bible. And not just reading it, but hearing it and memorizing it and meditating on God's word so that God's word uh, flows out of your life. That's that's the way your mind is transformed. 
Uh, Paul said in Romans chapter 12, don't be conformed to the world. And that's the problem we're facing today with so many of us. We're conformed by the world and we think like the world thinks rather than the way God thinks. And God's ways, God's wisdom, God's will is in his word and his spirit enables us to turn on the light. Uh, what, uh, what, what you have in, in, our, in your mind is darkness until the light of Christ uh, pours in. And the light of Christ is in the word of God. The spirit of God takes the word of God to enlighten us and empower us against all the works of the enemy. And this isn't just big theological talk here or biblical, you know, discussion. This is very practical. This is very personal. To this day, I'm 67 years old now. I'm still memorizing scripture. I'm still meditating on God's word. I'm allowing the pure light of scripture to change the way that I think, to take my negativity and transform it into positivity, to take my unbelief and, and, and empower faith in my life. Uh, Paul said in Philippians 4, whatever is true, honorable, good report, uh, praiseworthy, think on these things, meditate on these things. And I believe the, the missing element in so many believers' lives today is biblical scriptural meditation. I'm not talking about emptying your mind, I'm talking about filling your mind with God's word, God's truth, because Satan's biggest number one uh, way of attacking and defeating us is through lies. And the only way to combat lies is God's truth, God's word. So that's the answer, taking up the sword of the spirit, Ephesians 6, which is the word of God. Protect yourself, put on the armor of God, but take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So more and more, the longer I live, the more I believe that the Bible, the Bible, the Bible is what God uses to transform the way we think. And when our thoughts are transformed, our lives are transformed, our marriages are transformed, our churches, and on and on. That is so true. And just to validate all of that is, you know, we, we work again with, with a lot of people under the age of 40. And as, you know, we talk about God's Word and getting God's Word in our mind, in our heart, and yet we're working with a, a, a group of people that really, unfortunately, grown up in the most broken generation relationally ever in broken homes. And we have this biblical illiteracy passing through so many younger people that they don't have that word of God. Yet Satan is coming in. And what I tell people is he's not so much interested in just ruining your lives. He's really interested in ruining relationships. He wants to ruin your relationship with God. He wants to ruin your relationship with others. And he wants to ruin your relationship with yourself. And I had the opportunity one time to sit down with one of the top neuroscientists in the world. Only three of them that whatever they did is, is really smart people. And what's amazing is how God made our minds and how science, when you look at it, then what God did in his word is it goes hand in hand is the mind was designed to take in his word the mind was designed to above all else love him and we love him through our actions 
and how we're able, yes, we repent because of our love and we want to be obedient because he says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands on that. So that is such a truth. And where can people start memorizing God's word? Because Dr. Graham, you were just saying a, a lot of great verses and how we can take control of our thoughts. This isn't health and wealth and, and prosperity, you know, if you think it, you can do it, achieve it. But really, this is about a healthy lifestyle. It's about loving God. It's about loving people and myself. And and where can I start really starting getting into this word so I can transform my life with that? Where's a great starting point for listeners just to get in? Well, I would, I would, I would start, uh, first, I would make sure I was personally reading God's word. And, um, uh, to have a, a plan, a scriptural reading plan, and it doesn't have to be there. So many of these, I mean, you can find them any anywhere. You can Google it, you know, and find Bible reading plans. Uh, but I would choose one that was as as, and especially if I was a new believer or uh, maybe a, a believer that does not, you know, didn't grow up knowing the Bible or around the Bible. So I would start with something very simple, uh, maybe just a New Testament reading plan. So. So I would I would have a good Bible reading plan uh, and stay with it as, as best as you can to discipline yourself to stay with it and and do it. Secondly, hearing God's word. Um, you know, if, if you're in a good Bible teaching, gospel preaching church, then you need to be under uh, the teaching of God's word. And. Unfortunately, many people are not engaged in their church and are less and less involved in, in hearing God's word each week. I'm seeing all kinds of numbers now and that the average church attender member, and this isn't your fringe membership, people who come Easter and, and whenever they feel like it, but these are talk, talking about regular attenders are only coming about 19 or 20 Sundays a year now. And and so they're out 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 doing something else. So that's not a commitment to get yourself under the preaching and teaching of God's word. And it's a simple thing. I'm not preaching churchanity here, but every young couple, you need to get together and and in a, in a church, not just any church, but a church that that you're hearing God's word and not just spiritual pep talks and and emotional exhortations, but that you're hearing God's word from the pulpit. And that you're in a hopefully a small group in your church where you can take it additional steps. So that's reading God's word, hearing God's word, and uh, then as I mentioned, memorizing God's word. Uh, everybody can memorize scripture, and what I do is I just you know I just as I'm reading I'll underscore and underline uh, my Bible, and then I'll write it on a card. And now you can actually get topical memory systems of, of Bible. I mean, again, the Navigators is an organization that has great Bible memory tools and 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 their tools. But you know, for me, I just I just write it on the card. I carry it around. I put post-it notes around so I can see those scriptures. And as I meditate, as I'm memorizing them, then I learn to meditate, taking it apart, putting it in, personalizing it, making it my own. So that I know that word and, and God promises, I mean, read Joshua 1 verse 9, where he promises us that if we, if we memorize and meditate the word of God, 
that it gets inside of us, and then our, we'll have success in our way, whatever success is for you. We all want to hopefully have successful marriages and successful careers where we can make a difference with our lives. Well, God says success comes when you take my word seriously and meditate upon it and live it out uh, every day. So, I mean, those are just some of the practical things that I do to make sure that I'm staying in the word and the word is that I'm getting into the word and the word is getting into me. That is so good. That is so good. And, and, um, I couldn't agree more And you know, my grandpa, whenever I was younger, he, uh, I, I was over at his house all the time. And uh, I remember he took it upon himself where he must've made the decision that he was going to imprint God's word onto his grandson's heart. Because um, I remember it so clearly, uh, he said, Michael, we're going to learn, you know, about God's word. I'm going to take you through this. And one of the things he had me do, Dr. Graham is, is, uh, we lived uh, by a Creek and so we went down there together and, and uh, he picked out five verses that he wanted me to memorize. And we went down and we picked out five smooth stones from our, the creek that we lived on. And, and I actually carried those around in my pocket for years and uh, to remind me to be able to, to say those scriptures daily. And, and it was really impactful for my life. And, and it's the scriptures. It's amazing that when they get imprinted on your heart, how even today, you know, I started doing that when I was 10 years old and I'm 24 now. And so the, even these 14 years later, they still come up in my mind. But, you know, one of the thing that I wanted to ask you about was um, praying through. And I think that so many people think to themselves, you know, that we've done actually a couple episodes on prayer and uh, where we hear all the time that people say, I'm just going to throw one up there and, uh, you know, hope it, hope it sticks. And so, but really with, with someone that's going through some kind of spiritual warfare in their life, how can somebody, how can somebody pray through and, and how can somebody begin to open up that dialogue? And because I know that for me, a lot of times it's uh, when I'm in the middle of this, it's like, I'm so scared or, or I have such anxiety where it's like the words can't even come out of my mouth and I don't really kind of know where to go, especially people that are crippled in fear. So how does prayer fit into this, uh, to this, to our battle and, and the spiritual warfare that we go through? Well, God help. That's a really good prayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so, you know, sometimes that's all we can get out. And the good news also, before I, I talk about praying through, uh, you know, we have the Holy Spirit. We, we are promised again and again in the scripture that as believers, the Holy Spirit lives in us. And one of the key ministries of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is to pray in us and through us. And in Romans 8, it talks about when we're so weak, we don't even know what to say, what to pray, then the Holy Spirit intercedes with us and for us, and even with groanings when we can't even speak. So what a wonderful promise that the Holy Spirit is our prayer partner, that, that he is our helper. Jesus said the Holy Spirit is the helper, and so he helps us to pray. And again, that goes back to the supernatural element of our lives that this work of God's Spirit, unseen but so powerful, uh, this, this enables us to connect with God in ways that maybe we don't even understand. Uh, God looks on the heart and the heart's desire. As far as, you know, th there's praying when we, we're, we're just praying every day, and, and, I, and, and, and to me that, that can be worship. Uh, you know, even a song you sing in church, you can turn it into prayer. And and one of the things that I do in scripture memory, we were talking about that earlier, is to personalize it and, and then pray it and make that scripture that I'm meditating on thinking about, you know, a prayer. 
and a personal prayer. Uh, if and, and so I don't think I need to elaborate on that. I know our time is limited, but but to truly turn God's word into worship and prayer. Now, as far as as when we're in a battle, if we're facing you know a crisis, if we're facing an emergency situation, is 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 death, is 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 a addiction, is Satan, is is a powerful thing. Then uh, the warfare is prayer, and prayer energizes us. Let me put it this way: it enables us to stand up and fight and resist the devil. That's the most important thing I I see in warfare praying. If you don't pray, then you, you you're kind of leaving yourself vulnerable and you're on your own. You're just kind of fighting on your own, and we know how that works out, right? That never works out very well. Uh, when we're trying to fight spiritual battles on our own and or use human methods to to fight spiritual battles. It doesn't work. It's failure, epic failure. But when we pray, we partner with God. And we we're, you know, prayer isn't uh, you know, preparation for war. Prayer is war. It's when we engage the enemy, when we claim our victories, when we quote our scriptures and submit to God's word, and when we pray for power and we pray for wisdom and, and we stay with it. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't mean that we're twisting God's arm or manipulating God. Prayer is not changing God's mind. It's finding God's mind. And, and prayer uh, enables us to, to gear up for spiritual battle. And to wait on God. Many times I rush out and, you know, engage some problem or crisis on my own rather than just simply doing what God told Moses and the children of Israel to do. And that is to stand still and to see the victory of the Lord. When they came to uh, the Red Sea and Pharaoh's behind them, breathing down their necks, ready to kill them. The Red Sea's in front of them. The mountain's on the side. They're, they're captured. They're done. God said, fear not. Wait on me, stand still, see my salvation. And of course, God parted the waters and the miracle happened. And and in prayer, is that's what we're doing. We're waiting on God. We're trusting in God before we go out pell-mell on our own to try to, to win battles that we can't uh, win by ourselves. So, you know, it's just, uh, I know this, God does business with those who mean business with him. And if we sincerely pray, God's not looking for formulas or, or, or you know, uh, big words or, or powerful uh, spiritual gymnastics. He just want he hears our hearts cry over and over again when in Scripture. Here's a here's a here's a warfare prayer crying out to God. We see it again and again in the Old Testament in particular. We're told cry out to God. And particularly, that's in facing crisis and problems and difficulty. Just keep crying out to God, and and God will hear us. So that's a big subject, but uh, you cannot eliminate prayer from from your your spiritual battle and expect to win. And Dr. Graham has a fantastic book he mentioned earlier called Unseen. Michael, I read the first chapter and it gripped me right from the beginning. And it is a phenomenal book. And, and so for our listeners to really understand this unseen world he's talking about from the very beginning, it is real. It is going. But that doesn't mean we have to be fearful. It doesn't mean we have to walk in, 
and anxiety knowing we don't know what's going to happen because we know what's going to happen. It's victory. And Dr. Graham shared that, how we have victory and getting his word and, and memorizing God's word in our mind, getting it in our hearts as well as in prayer. And what I love about Daniel is we go back to the 10th chapter of Daniel is he is praying. And just as, as Dr. Graham was just saying, it's not a formula. There's no secret prayer. There's no way of doing this. But, you know, just that battle cry, even God help me. And God knows our heart. God is, is in the waiting. As we are standing firm, we are there. And one of the things I really want to encourage our, our listeners to do, one is to get this book, is Unseen, because it's really going to help them see the reality, but also give them the tools to fight this spiritual warfare. And and the big question always is, why? So we talk about marriages. We talk about how marriages are under attack, even our parenting in our own lives, whether it's a fight against pornography, it's a fight against any addiction, is that this is out to kill relationships. And when we kill relationships, people are attracted to relationship. They they love our relationship with Jesus. If it's reflecting joy, if it's reflecting peace, if we're reflecting a heart that is truly loving well. And we talk about also quality of life. And nothing is more precious to quality of life than a personal relationship with Jesus. Because he is life. And yet we have an enemy that is trying to distill, kill, destroy, devour life. And so we need this. This is a part of being, you know, that superhero. It's being that, that battle warrior going up and being able to fight for this life. Because it's not only fighting for our own lives. It's fighting for our kids, too. And as we surround, I know you heard us pray many times over you. And Hannah and Zoe, as a family, God, to surround you with his presence, protect you from evil, because we know it is real. That's right. It is real as uh, real can be. It's real as this uh, microphone is and this table is. And, and uh, But, you know, just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not real. And, and uh, you know, Dr. Graham's book um, was that I actually picked it up in Barnes and & Noble and, and you and I were together. And, um, and I was, I was going through a really rough time with this and, and uh, I wanted to learn more. And, um, and so this book, I just can't recommend more. And so if this is, if this conversation today is something that you're thinking, man, I, I've actually really been going through this and now I can identify it. And, um, and, uh, I know we've uh, only been able to just break into a small to the, just the tip of the iceberg of what Dr. Graham talks about in this book. It's not only, only some of it's everyone. That's right. Everyone is this, is Dr. Graham said, if you are a follower of Jesus, you have a bullseye on your back, on your front, and nothing more than what we need to do is get equipped for this battle, get equipped with this word so that we can protect not only our hearts, but also those in our family, even though we can't make their decisions for them. We can't do that. But the thing is, is our prayer can surround our home, surround our, our loved ones, and know that, hey, you know what? God works. We know that he works in all this. But again, it comes down to we don't have to be fearful because we have victory. That's right. That's right. We have victory. And, and uh, man, how cool is that to be able to know Makes that? Makes me just want to sing that old song, Victory in Jesus. That's right. <laughs> yes. But I will save the listeners from here and now. Oh, good. Oh, good. And, oh. Um, 
Well, uh, Dr. Graham, as we begin, as we kind of wrap this show up, one thing that we love our guests to do is to pray for our listeners and uh, pray for the people that are listening and thinking to themselves, man, I'm going, I'm in the uh, middle of spiritual warfare right now. And, and, um, I didn't know I was, but now I know. And, and, uh, would you mind praying for those people? Absolutely love to. Thank you. Lord God, how we thank you for every promise of your word that assures us of our victory in Jesus. We remember your word says that we are more than conquerors through him who has loved us. Thank you for your love, your grace in our lives. To know that we are so loved that we have a relationship with you. That every relationship, husbands and wives and parents and children and friends with friends, Life to life, Lord, uh, as Gary Smalley talked about, that life is all about relationships and the rest is details. So, Lord, may we just build our relationship with you strong and vital and in your word, in your truth. May we live out the freedom that we have in Jesus and may we know victory every day in our lives. And for those who are fighting battles right now, who are maybe even feeling like they're losing the battle, I pray that you would encourage them today. Help them to cry out to you in prayer, to dig deeper and, and, and harder and stronger into your word, and to find in you and the work of your Holy Spirit the strength they need to fight on, to carry on, and to live out the victory that you have assured us. For we pray in Jesus' name, amen. And that's our show on spiritual warfare with Dr. Jack Graham. If you'd like to keep learning more about spiritual warfare, then as dad suggested earlier in the show, you should check out Dr. Graham's book called Unseen. I have a link where you can buy it on my website, michaelgibson.org. If you like the show today, then we'd love it if you'd give us a five-star rating. We love those five stars. Do wish you could give us 10 stars, in fact. And don't forget to leave a comment as well. Your comments really do make the difference in introducing others to the show. And if you'd like to keep up with me, maybe ask a question, maybe even suggest a topic for the show, head over to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Michael Gibson. And also, I am very active on Instagram these days. Instagram is at Michael T. Gibson. Our music was composed and produced, as always, by my good buddy, Rob McLean. And you've been listening to Words to Live By. <laughs>